Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Game two of the Origin Series is upon us, and it is rep round. Plenty of action this weekend, as well as a State of Origin clash in Perth on Sunday. We've got the return to New Zealand of Rugby League, and a great way to open it uh, with New Zealand playing against Tonga. We've got the Pacific Island Games in Campbelltown, Papua and Fiji, Cook Islands. Um, really looking forward to, to those games as well. Samoa, who you had a captain's run with tonight, Boxhead. There's the women's origin. There's women's and men's under-19s tomorrow night. And even as we speak right now on KO, there's Lebanon versus Malta. So still a lot of football on this weekend. Yeah, it's plenty of footy on. Yeah, we did our did a New South Wales Cup opposed session with them and then we did our our Ron Messi Cup captain's run afterwards so uh, down at Cap Ramada they had a big Samoan fan day down there this afternoon so uh, it was good yeah Matt Parrish Jeff Tuvey Andrew Webster um, Richard Agar who was at the the Leeds Rhinos earlier this year and so yeah it was good to not only get the opportunity to do the opposed but also to chat with those guys and Pick their brains and um, yeah, just talk footy and yeah, we we did a like a ten minute period and then we we did some just opposed good ball stuff. They did six sets, we did six sets, and that was that was about the size of it. And we said goodbye to uh, the Cup boys until Monday, uh, until Tuesday, and the Ron Massey Cup play on uh, Friday night. I think we outlined on our podcast early in the in the week. So if you you got nothing on on Friday night, come down to Albury Keach and. Have a look at the one of the one of the good old rivalries in Ron Massey Cup, Mounties versus Wentworthville, seven o'clock at uh, Albury Keach Reserve. Yep, and you can hurl abuse at us in the flesh. Well, no, no, you can't. Why not? Because. Because. You can't. Because you can't. <laughs> yeah, because you can't. Classic. Because I won't cop it. Won't, won't happen. Well, there you go. But let's. Uh, jump straight in with our big origin preview for game two in depth and then we'll have a run through some of those other fixtures that are going on and a couple of names playing over the weekend um but this show is always brought to you by bluebet.com.au if you're going to have a bet with anyone do it with bluebet.com.au visit the website or download the app today and for this origin you get five dollars for nathan cleary or Cameron munster to win man of the match. Terms and conditions apply. Exclude South Australian residents. Gamble responsibly. I think that is a cracking offer. Considering Cleary is fives in general. And Munster last time was seven. I think he's seven almost into 650. To get five for both of them. Um, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. Well, I can't gamble so. Well we know that. But for the punters out there who can. Yeah. I, yeah. Well they're. Aren't they the two favourites to win Man of the Match? That's what I mean. So $5 for both. It's pretty good. Yeah. I'll be taking a piece of that action. So thank you, bluebet.com.au. Looking at those teams, as we said last time, we'll start with Queensland. The changes were forced. Xavier Coates out. Ruben Cotter out. Torlagi debuts on the wing, partnered up with his club mate, Valentine Holmes, and Jai Arrow back into the squad. But the Queensland side... As follows, Ponga at fullback, the wings, Cobo and Tal Lungi, Holmes and Gagai, the centres, the halves, DC and Munster, the forward pack, Tino, Papali, Collins, and you've got Hunt in the back row of Catewell and Felice, the bench, Harry, Grant, Carrigan, Nenai and Arrow, the new men, and the 18th again will be Tommy Dearden. The players they've carried in case of injury and COVID rolled over this time. Oates back in the mix for Moore and Walsh new faces and Flegler there again. And a little bit of mail that they'll possibly look at Flegler instead of Arrow, which again, I, mostly they're both middles. I think they could both do a job on the edge if they were needed to, but with Nanai there, they don't need them for that spot. So interested to see what they do. And on the new South Wales side of things, we talked a little bit about it the other night, but 
an absolute swag of changes out of the side Whiten because of COVID. So that's a forced change, but four others unforced. Katoni Staggs, Tarek Sims, Ryan Madison, Regan Campbell-Gillard all dropped. And in, Matt Burton goes into the left center. Arpi Korosau comes in to the hooking role to push Cook to the bench. Angus Crichton onto the bench. Jake Trebojevic starting in the front row. And CSC for Talakai onto the bench in a new extended squad uh, with Radley coming in, Jordan McLean, Clinton Gutherson, and Sawali, the lone man left over. And as we talked about the other night, I was a little bit concerned when I saw that, and especially Radley, he's already had experience in the squad. You're traveling over there, and he hasn't played in six weeks in his post-surgery. So if something did go wrong, God forbid, just thought it would have been a little bit better on forward planning to keep a guy like Frizzell who can play middle and edge. Um, and, you know, McLean picking him and dropping the extra middles, I don't understand that really, again, at this point in time, if he's not playing, I don't really know why he needs squad experience. Um, you know, surely that could have been somewhere where you either kept a Regan Campbell-Gillard or kept a Madison who can play middle and edge. But hopefully, I know they're not planning on it going wrong, but hopefully nothing goes wrong in between now and Sunday for New South Wales. Yeah, he's definitely not planning on it. But, uh, yeah, you make a valid point. Yeah, well, you look like I said the other night for Queensland. You've got Oates. Covers that wing spot. Walsh can play fullback, wing anywhere in the OBs. Flegler, middle and edge for more middle and edge. And then what they've got already with Dearden is covering hooker halves, etc. Natural replacement in their squad um, for multiple positions. But yeah, just for that extended part, I know you don't want to have to reach for it, but just a few of those made me question it, mainly on that side of things, just in case something did go wrong. Um, and especially, yeah, like Radley and McLean um, not playing for six weeks and then a guy who's... 30-31, he's in great form, don't get me wrong, but with the middles you just had to drop them for somebody at that point in their career, I, I just didn't understand it. Um, but let's start with the Queensland side of things. I don't honestly see a lot needing to change. Naturally, the replacement in Torlagi um, does everything that Coates does. I think he's better in yardage. I think he's just as good under the high ball. Um, I said it the other night, out of all the wingers in the competition, he offloads more than anybody. He's very effective in that area, and he's got the natural club combination with Valentine Holmes. So if anything, tick, 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 I think they've improved their left-hand edge. Whether it's Arrow or Flegler, you know, they're going to get the job that they need off the bench. I know Cotter was immense, and with the injuries they had, played those huge minutes. But you'd expect uh, for them it's a rinse and repeat box head. Like, work the ruck, keep it simple, leg speed. they got those two nines who can both manipulate and get them playing off the front foot and they'll be looking to pretty much play the same way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, we spoke about this before game one, that, that it was vital they won the ruck. We spoke about the Melbourne connection and that we thought that that would certainly be a tactic. And it, yeah, it, pro- it proved to be true, but I... I just struggle with how New South Wales were so surprised with it and then wanted to complain about it after the game. They needed to be better prepared for it and also adjust more effectively on the run. So I expect New South Wales to be a lot better in adjusting to what Queensland did in, in game one. I think the challenge for Queensland is going to be able to adjust if New South Wales can nullify those couple of areas that they did really, really well in, in game one. And, they, yeah, they need to be able to find a way to beat New South Wales outside of the way that they beat them in game one because, um, yeah, how often do we see it that, you know, game one will, will sort of go one way and then game two will go the other way. And we, yeah, you see that team that won game one think that that plan will work again and the other team, you know, adjust to it. So... I think the skill and the art of, of good coaching and, you know, the good teams can do it, that, you know, they, they should certainly come out and try to beat us the same way that they, they did in, in game one. But if that's not effective, they they certainly need to have a plan to pull us apart in other ways and also taking into consideration the players that have come in for New South Wales and, you know, the strengths and weaknesses of them. And, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll certainly be a rinse-repeat but I'll just be interested to see the yeah those finer details that within the game. I, I guess you could say that that are going to play out. Yeah, well, I expect in saying what I said, obviously an improvement 
on top of some things that probably didn't work out. So their right edge of course, was... Of course, of course. They're, yeah. they're going to get better. They're, of course they're going to get better. Yeah, so what I mean... Second, second game, they'll take an absolute bucket load of confidence out of the win in Sydney. They, they know that they're going to Brisbane next game. They've got nothing to lose here. It's a free throw up stumps for them. They, they could knock us over. I, I, I don't think they need to have any sort of anxiety or nervousness going into this game. They, they should just rip and tear and you know, try and get it done in two. Yeah, it's highly possible, but yeah, I think... Put under some pressure. Naturally, last time, they were a little bit clunky on the right. They forced some stuff there. You'd think that would be better after another couple of days together. I know it's a shorter turnaround this time, but um, expect them to be better there. The combination, the connection between the spine in general, they obviously freed up nicely to get Munster playing. Ponga, his role was a little bit different to what he done at Newcastle. They were very, very good at laying up and showing long and short. They gave themselves options constantly. I just think all those little things are obviously going to be a bit better this time. And, um, you know, I think the quick play of the balls is, is the big thing. We did not do what they did to us in the ruck. We know what they're going to want to do. But naturally, with the guys they've got, Yutinos, Papali's first in, I know it was only short, but between them and when Collins and Carrigan, etc., got on the field and the two nines that, like I said, just did a great job holding up markers, making the ruck accountable, they got second phase or they got quick play of the balls and it just let... Months to do what he wanted to do and let Ponga lob up in those spots and jump down short sides and do what he wanted to do and obviously you know they got what they wanted out of their back five they all worked um, they covered for their injuries they covered up for the minutes they needed to they did a really really good job but overall yeah I just think there'll be some natural growth there but um, the big thing obviously those few carries again in, in particular for them the ruck everything starts with the ruck everything starts with those two nines who are both quality and if those quick play the balls open up again that's your key to getting Munster playing free getting Ponga on those short and long sides and obviously when Harry Grant comes on if they punch through us the way they did last time he had an absolute field day yeah that's right so we're going to have to be effective with our defence and a lot tighter and you know a lot smarter with our the time we take and the time we allow them in the ruck. Yeah. And we're probably just going to have to test out that you know where that line is rather early rather than getting jumped and allowing it to just you know be a procession in the ruck like we did in game one. Mm. It's also different conditions. So Perth's a bit of a faster deck, warmer. So I expect what's Queensland. The, what's the weather been like in Perth? Do we do we know? Oh, I haven't really looked at the weather, but yeah, generally. Um, you know, I think those short side plays, they didn't push them as much, but I think that's going to be somewhere again. They're going to look to get down those short sides, and Ponga will always be popping up there and looking for that option, as we talked about, whether they're going to play long or short. Um, it's been rain today and tomorrow, but Sunday is predicted to be 23 and sunny, so should be perfect conditions. There you go. If it's sunny... I'm not sure whether the, whether the deck there gets... Slippery, like I don't, I don't watch any AFL, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't know just whether it, you know, whether it holds you during the night or. Uh, from memory, I think last time New South Wales played there, we we scored put on some points and it was a pretty dry deck. So yeah, it'd be, it, but I think it wasn't, oh, no, it was game two last time we played there as well, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, uh, the bench obviously a big focal point for them again, as I said, Carrigan and Harry. Made a huge impact with Collins, who's now starting. But whether it's Arrow or Flegler, um, whoever that person is doing that job, needs to do the same thing again. Because when they came on, they certainly lifted the water level. Um, it opened things up, like we talked about, for Harry Grant, which then certainly opened things up for Munster and Ponga. And naturally, that's sort of your key there. You don't want those guys getting opportunities to do what they want. And Munster just had an absolute field day. So tighten up the ruck, and you can take those guys sort of out of things a little bit and control a little bit more of the shape or the plays that are coming at you. Um, the kick options, again, we know that they've got multiple threats. DCE probably being the main one. Munster kicked quite well. Hunt didn't kick as much as what I thought, but the two kicks he did come up with were pretty effective. Um, and we know that Ponga can also help out in that. So New South Wales certainly kick pressure, in particular on DCE, needs to be better this time because we know Nathan got battered last time but we did nowhere near a good enough job putting kick pressure on Queensland yeah spot on um, in terms of kicking targets we know where they're going to go it's going to be Toto if they can get a contest and 
I guess on a set start, probably similar deal. If they're going to get someone caught flat, it'll be him or Tedesco play one that they'll be trying to get to try and slow things down. Um, you know, yardage game for them is pretty simple. They've got guys there that thrive on that. Cobo, Gagai, Tualagi, like I said, strong. And Valentine Holmes obviously does his best work out of dummy half as well. And I just think, again, it's just that real rinse and repeat. Good in yardage, good through the middle. Free things up with your two nines and manipulate and... I don't see a whole lot else, but I have no doubt they're going to try and hammer Cleary again. I know we've got a little bit more this time in terms of kicking because Burton's now an option for a long kick or to throw up one of his bombs. And I expect Luai to kick a little bit more, not a whole lot. Uh, But I think the biggest thing that's probably changed this time for Queensland defensively in terms of what's going to happen with attack is the fact that Penrith now have Arpi Corosia because Cook quite simply doesn't really manipulate. He doesn't really play eyes up. He's pretty much, if a man's down or it's a quick play of the ball, he just jumps and runs. He's not really crafting so much, whereas Arpy, you have to be accountable. Both markers need to be accountable. Both sides of the ruck need to be accountable. So I think the fact that they've pushed in with this sort of Penrith setup, that they're going to have to be a bit better defensively around the ruck and probably won't be as easy this time to control things. From New South Wales perspective, <clears throat> but yeah, you're right. I think you're right. In general, you're right. <clears throat> Cook certainly. I think you'll be more effective in that running role and coming on. Hopefully, when the sting's out of it, and he can he can bring a little bit of a change of pace to the game. And Coruscant's certainly a lot better with his deception. He understands the relationship. He's got a lot stronger relationship with Cleary and. Luai, so I, I don't mind it. I, you know, I don't know whether Freddie's playing ducks and drakes and whether he's going to start Cook and move Appy back to the bench. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think there's a little bit, a little bit to play out there. We'll see whether he actually starts the game, but I think it is the right move for him to start the game, in my opinion. Mm. So I hope he does stick with it. Yeah, I think it'd be a waste of time if he didn't start. But um, I guess, like I said, my points here in Queensland are, are pretty simple. Um, but I expect probably the last sort of thing in terms of targets in the middle I'm targeting Jake and I know again people are going to go oh, here we go again with Jake but it's more the fact that he likes to tackle low I know at time he hits on the ball and he can force an error here or there but just his technique in general because he does go low if you can isolate him around the ruck one on one there's an opportunity for quick play the balls and a bit of a worry that I'll get to when we get on to New South Wales my other sort of target for the middle would be Haas because Payne Haas come into the game with a bad shoulder. His last game for Brisbane, he did his other AC joint. He's basically getting needled in both shoulders. So given the fact that we've gone light and I'm a little bit worried about our middle rotation, I'd certainly would be getting plenty of traffic at Payne Haas and making sure I test out both those shoulders. Yeah, for sure. They'll be rolling down Main Street. Don't worry about that. Mm. Um, So New South Wales need to be good enough to make Queensland look elsewhere. Hmm. In terms of your, your defensive combos on the edge, they've got the centres in there now, obviously from Penrith last year. Murray now on an edge with him and Luai. I'm sure Luai is going to be a target trying to get Felician in with those hands and those elbows and get nasty. And in particular, the left side shift is where they're going to be looking. We know Munster's the main focal point with Ponga sweeping around. They've got Val and Tuolagi who have been great at clubs, so I expect those guys in particular to be seeing most of the good ball opportunities when they set up for those long side, short side sort of shapes with Ponga pushing around. But, um, yeah, Crichton obviously now there with Cleary and Martin. So lots of club continuity. I think Tupo will be feeling a little more comfortable with that situation because, you know, as I brought up with game one, the two areas that people were calling for were on him were two three-on-ones where he knocked the ball down to save a try because him and Stagg were sort of on a different page. But I think they'd be a little bit more solid on that side of the field now given that Penrith combination. Yeah, agree. But flipping to New South Wales and the main points there, um, obviously we know now, like I said, you've got that new right-hand edge. The middle certainly looks different, and the left now, Murray and Burton plugging in. So again, three of the four on the edge. Penrith combination, so you'd think that Murray will be able to tie in nicely there. Very different to Kikau and how they probably run their shapes and like to use a Kikau at club land, but um, probably the biggest thing that stands out here for me, and spoke to a friend about this today, is just the middle. Like, for me, you're picking Jake to start, who's a guy who doesn't have leg speed. He doesn't bend the line back. Haas is generally more of a worker. Um, 
certainly has a strong carry and can pop an offload every now and then. But when you look at your options for your rotation, you know what Paulo can do, and he needs to watch the game he played on the weekend and do that, not what he did in game one for Origin. But I'm looking there going, we're probably a bit light on, in my opinion, because if you put Crichton on, maybe they push Murray in, but you're still playing sort of that mobile small pack. And then if you put Talakai on, for the way they've constructed this team, the only role I can really see him playing is as a mobile middle. But my concern on the flip side of that is he doesn't defend in the middle usually. So I'm not saying he he can't do it, but the repeat efforts of up and back and tackle efforts in the middle is very different to playing 80 minutes on the edge. So how long can you leave him there in the middle to play that role? I just think he's, he's just insurance. He's insurance that covers a lot of positions. I don't, I don't love it. And this is my issue with origin this mentality on the bench that we've just got to be so versatile. I just feel as though you should just pick your best your best players. I, I would have had Regan Campbell-Gillard. I, I don't care what anyone says. I think he was that best middle in the first 20 minutes of Origin 1. I, so I think that's a mistake. But the proof will be in the pudding in terms of how New South Wales play. But, so you, you know, think... We're probably at a point where we're too versatile. Like you've got... Who are the two middles he's got on the bench? Crichton and... Well, or is he going to start Crichton? No, nah, that's my point. I think Crichton might push Murray in at some stage. But, like, I want to see Yo play 80. Like, give him what they've yeah, no, picked. I, I, agree, I agree with that. So, who, are the, who is his bench? He's got Talakai, Cook. Crichton and Paulo. So, Paulo's a guarantee to be a middle, but you're not going to Paulo, leave... Paulo, Paulo will start the game. No doubt in my mind, Paulo's going to start the game. So, that'll, that'll be a change. For I'd be shocked if he didn't start the game. For who? For Jake? Or half. Yeah, I think I think probably for Jake. Yeah, see, I, I don't think he will. I think he leaves it how it is. But I just look and go. Well, the only who's way. The front, who's the other front row starting? Haas. You're not benching yeah. him. No way. So I think Paulo's your impact. But I look at the other two and go. Well, Talakai. I think he's going to end up using it. Impact. You need to start the game well. No, I think he's going to try and use Talakai the way they sort of brought out Carrigan and that because. I have no question his carry's good. He's got good feet. He's awkward. But I just look and go, well, how long can we trust him to defend in the middle? He well, doesn't probably, He's probably going to get 25 minutes. I'd say he's probably going to get 12 minutes either side of half, half time, won't he? That, mm. That's probably the... Or 15 minutes either side of half time. And the only way Yo comes, in my opinion, is if they pushed Murray in, put no, Angus yeah, out there. Come. I, you yeah, come. You want to win this game, Yo doesn't, Yo doesn't come. Yo and, I'm, and I'm with you, but he did that last time. And well, he, did it, he, he said he did it because he got injured. Yeah, well, that's, that's bullshit. They left him for 27 minutes. And then and they put him back on, so I, I don't know. Yeah, they left him for 27 minutes. If they were concerned about the injury, they wouldn't let him go. Well, I think it's the wrong call to have brought him off. So. So, and Cook. Let's, let's see how this plays out. I hope they've sat down and they've actually got a plan because I, I couldn't, I, I didn't really understand what they were trying to do last game or what the plan was. So. Mm, and that's my point right now. I'm looking at the middle going, I think we've left ourselves short and he's... Yeah, I, I don't get it either, mate. I, I yeah. really don't. His idea in my head is, okay, well, Paulo's definitely a rotation, but I'm looking at Talakai going, well, I think they're going to play him in the middle for maybe 20 or so, but that means Jake's going to play bulk minutes, Haas is going to play bulk minutes, and, and Paulo, I think they've really left themselves open in the middle. I thought that was a strong point, and I probably would have... Again, not only had Campbell Gillard before Jake, but I probably would have kept Madison as well. Um, but the way it's come up now, the only other way I see this working is Murray moving in for Angus. So, yeah. Cook, minute-wise, I think, for me, 30 minutes maximum. And that would be after, say, 25 minutes or something around that kind of point and let him play the rest of the half and maybe 10, 15 of the second half. For me... I said it the other night, I disagree with what Gus and a few people said about, you know, oh, they went too far to the Penrith angle. They played nothing like Penrith. Penrith don't take three one-outs for one shift and get caught on a sideline. Penrith take multiple shots. They play from anywhere on the field. And the fact now that they've committed fully to it with the final piece, which is Arpy, who's not going to jump out and put off the timing and disconnect with his runs and then throw it 10 metres backwards like Cook, He's going to work the ruck and he knows the times when the ball needs to get to Nathan and Jerome. And then you've obviously got Yoey there. So I, yeah, you'd hope, you'd hope so. I, I think that now, there's no excuse. If it doesn't work this time, I'll, I'll eat my humble pie. But I think this was what needed to happen in game one. I, I think they've gotten the middles wrong. I've said that. But in terms of your back line, I think now and your edges, you, you've committed 
to the right setup um, in terms of what you're doing there. So you, you, I'd like to think that RP's going to do a better job working around the ruck and linking with their halves along with Yo. So I expect the attack to definitely be better. Um, Tedesco will just do what he always does. He'll pinball, bounce around, hang around the ruck, push around the football. I mean, Cook gets that 25 or 30 minutes, just balls to the wall. No overdoing things. Just any time there's a man down or any time you feel like we're rolling, just jump out and run. Don't look to pass. Don't look to manipulate. Don't get six or seven metres out and turn around and throw it backwards like he does. Just fucking balls to the wall, dig into the line and take metres. Yeah, unless you're in good ball. Yeah, don't, exactly. Don't want to that. Well, I just think he should be able to do that stuff. Someone needs to coach him to do that stuff. Well, you think... Stuff he can't do. So, you know... Saw some small signs after that first big year, and then it's just nothing's happened since. Like his manipulation, his control, the kicking game, like a lot of that stuff's just non existent in his game. So, um, yeah, expect the ruck to be better with RP and that natural link there and the attack in general. Um, Burton, he's obviously had a lot of success there. I know people are going, we picked another non centre, but let's not forget he played centre all of last year. He got centre of the year. So. Technically, I know he's not playing there right now, but if you've won centre of the year and you've played there for a grand final winning team, you can certainly play centre. So yeah, I, I think that's a bit of a false concern um, that some people have thrown up, but expect the kicking game to definitely be better um, in terms of positioning where they finish their set. That's the biggest thing. You don't put him on a sideline. Burton now, again, you've got a natural option within your team in terms of another half, a bit like they do with Ben Hunt, where you can reshuffle easier, you can push someone out to the centres, whether it be a Crichton or a Talakai. Um, you've got a long boot option. I expect Luai to kick more. So again, this time, I don't expect Nathan to be battered. And we need to do a better job, just mainly field position where we set up so he doesn't get battered. But um, yeah, constructing the set's better than must. No three outs for one shift. I definitely think this full commitment to the Penner 6, 7, 9 and 13 should do some good but main concerns definitely how the bench is used Jake's minutes and just our middles in general um, can we do enough damage there like we've sort of almost mirrored them with that more mobile option of the two nines um, yeah and, and the ruck as you said before we bitched and moaned about it last time talked about the referee they've cut up the video of all their complaints like forget all that like the rules applied both ways we just didn't push the limit we were too nice so like to think this time we'll certainly push the boundaries early and figure out where the line is. Yeah, you yeah, hope so. Hmm. Uh, execution's obviously something you'd expect to be a little bit better, but we blew some chances the last game and kick pressure, an absolute must. Cherry Evans was in a dinner suit. They gave him way too much time and the ruck in particular got way too loose when Harry Grant got on. They've got to be much better this time when we talk about the ruck again, especially when he gets on the field. And probably the only last two small bits I had here, bombing or in terms of kicking again, if you're in that sort of position to catch someone flat-footed and tee off on them, I think they'll want to hit Ponga with every chance they've got or a Cobbo just to make sure he can't take that play one carry. I'm not saying that Tulagi can't do that job, but yeah, if if you're talking long field or open kicking, you sort of got to pick your poison. I'd probably want to bash Ponga in the open field. Uh, but in terms of getting someone on a set start or flat-footed, I'd be looking for Cobbo. Well, you want you want the ball in the corner, yeah, ideally. And then, yeah, you want to you want to be physical with them, but effective. You don't want to be giving away penalties and piggybacking them out of their own area. Yeah. And then, really, you've got to <clears throat> tactically you need to work out who's the, who's the best yardage carry carry for Queensland. Yeah. And try and kick to him and tackle him on on the kick and take him out of that role and make someone else who's not as comfortable carrying the ball at a yardage yeah. carry the ball out. Like, that's, that's, that's all comes into it. and That can significantly impact the start to their set. So yeah, and that's, that's something New South Wales should be looking at and tactically thinking about, you know, how do we how do we break them down and then put ourselves in a position to, to kick to... You know, whoever that that individual is that they identify. Hmm. And that's why if that trap kick inside. I would think it's probably Tuolagi. You'd, you'd probably target Tuolagi a little bit because he's on debut. Yeah, I think I'd probably want to hit Cobbo and make Ponga carry out of that corner 
And then Tuolagi, obviously. What part do I carry out of the corner? Well, it's going to be Holmes and Gagai that help out a lot. But if I'm picking one of the wingers to trap, I want to tee off on Cobbo. Yeah. On the kick. Yeah. In those trap kicks inside 20 or inside 10 where you catch a flat in a corner. He's the one I want to be making sure he's not taking the carry play one. Yeah. I want to hit him flat and get Gagai and Holmes and those guys in. And Ponga carries at times. He's obviously not going to carry a lot. But he definitely will have to do some yardage work. But that would probably be the one I'm looking at, and just again, as far as oh, yeah, you probably probably be kicking to their our left, their right then. <clears throat> yeah, their right's Cobbo. Is that Munster side or Cherry Evans side? I think it's Cherry Evans, isn't it? If you kick to their right edge defence, you're talking about it's G- yeah, Cherry Evans, DCE, Felice, Gagai, and Cobbo. Yeah, that's the side I'd be kicking to. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I'd be hitting Cobbo, making him come out of that corner. <laughs> Yeah, but also more you avoid Munster. You avoid Munster getting into dummy half and yeah, taking a carry. Cheeky to get their set rolling as well. Mm. And like I said, the left side is the dangerous side, in my opinion. Munster, Holmes, Tuolagi, you've got second phase, tackle-breaking ability. Munster's ability just to play off the cuff and do whatever he feels like. like yeah. That run in game one where he literally was just... Half the time it looks like he's jogging and blokes just miss him or he twists his hips and before you know it, he's in the backfield. Yeah. Um, he's got an uncanny knack of just... Yeah, but he likes, he likes carrying the ball out of yardage. He, he does. He in a dummy half. It does. So it's Jerry Evans, to, to be fair. Like, he's, he's pretty good out of there as well. Mm. But he likes to get into dummy half and pass Jerry Evans. Yeah. Well, I think for them as well, that's probably the one I didn't get here. DC is usually one of the guys they like to try and work if they get a one-on-one for a play the ball. But Gagai started the year really well, but has had some bad games against some better players. So I think he'll certainly be... Someone I think they're going to look to go after in attack, that's for sure. Um, yeah. But the last point I had here for New South Wales is p- pretty much where their targets, what they're going to lay up. I think, again, when Hunt's on the field to start with, you'd want to be getting at him in your middle. He's probably your best point for a quick play the ball, as is Harry when he gets on. Um, Munster, he defended pretty well the last game, but again, at times, I watched him for Melbourne on a weekly basis. He can get a bit handsy. He's definitely someone you can lay into try and get some play the balls. Um, and yeah, I think Gagai was the last one I identified here because similar to them, our left edge now that we've got Burton, Luai, Toto, like most of the shifts, most of the attacking setups, obviously going to be aiming to get down that side of the field. I think Cherry Evans and Gagai can definitely expect plenty of traffic and Felice is going to be busy as he always is. Yeah, okay. So. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There you go. That's pretty much where I'm at with that. Um, I'm genuinely concerned, but I hope I'm wrong about everything in terms of the middle side of things. So I think we've left ourselves a little bit short, but let's just hope they get the interchanges right and that we don't have an injury. Okay. Yeah, cool. I, could, I want to rely on that. Yeah, like I said, the hardest thing I even noticed that today, like, you've got a guy who literally is getting needled and now he's got a second shoulder getting needled. Like if he goes down or something happens early, you're, you're very short in the middle. Very short. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, that, that's that's a concern for me. But other than that, like I said, I like the edges. I like the fact we've got Burton in there now and we've fully pushed all in with RPO and that Penrith set up. As long as Freddie sort of hands the keys over there and does what they probably should have done game one, I'm happy to eat my words if I'm wrong. But I think the best thing they could do is what they've done in terms of that side of things. Yeah. But time to pick a winner. First try score and a man of the match. I, I honestly like Queensland, but I want a decider. So um, it's probably more the heart, and I'm a little bit worried, like I said, about those middles. But I'm going to go New South Wales again, not with a lot of confidence, by four. What about yourself? Hey, yeah, I'm going to go the Blues by ten. I like us. I just like us because of the players that have gone out of the Queensland side. 
I don't think they're as strong. I think we've probably picked a better team, so we're probably a little bit stronger. I, I hope that we've learnt more than Queensland did out of game one. I hope we've got more upside in us than, than Queensland after game one. And I tend to think that that's how, that's how these Origin series usually work. So, you know, you've always got in the back of your mind that, you know, we've got our, our games are at home. So what, what what I fear a little bit is just the mentality that Billy Slater will be pushing with these players. Who want to get it done? Young, the fact that a lot of them haven't actually won a, an Origin Series before. Uh, the fact that I think he's doing a fantastic job and he's got a little bit of that old school Queensland back into the team. You know, like they sort of lost their DNA a little bit last year, giving up such big scores in two games and yeah I just I feel like they're just back to that unsettling grafty grinding workman like team that they've you know we grew up yeah and then they let the quality no, players you know you, you can talk about the talent in New South Wales all you want there's certainly a lot of talent in this Queensland team but 100%. they've always just had that worker that mentality tougher mentality than New South Wales so well, you got, it's... that's the part that Freddie needs to really get into this team and I think his selections have probably erred on that side you know he he, he views Crichton and views Jake Jaborovic as those type of players so let's see whether they can produce a result for for New South Wales on Sunday night hmm. it's the Lindsay Collins type it's the Tino playing extra minutes or Cotter playing extra minutes or... yeah, well, it's kind of like I think Cotter going out of the side has maybe a lot more confident than would have been would have been if he was in the side. Uh, I still think again with Harry and Carrigan, those guys, I'm pretty still pretty, yeah, pretty no, comfortable. I get all that. I just think he was he was enormous in game one. Yeah, he was huge, and I think that's probably another thing we haven't really taken into account. Like everyone's saying, oh, New South Wales only lost by six. It's like, yeah, well, he had to change a couple of injured guys and burn more changes and play more minutes yeah, than all those guys. So it was there for the taking, and we didn't get it done. So. If they get a clean bill of health and get to at least... I think eight. it's just irrelevant. It's an irrelevant argument. That, that game's done now. I know. So you don't really look at it. and you you really just got to think, well, who, you know, who are the players that are available? How do I pick the best team? Mm. I think we'll win this game. All, right, just all the stuff about you know, this happened and that happened and affected it. The result is the result. It's done now. So, I don't, I don't, I don't think... New South Wales or Queensland can get caught up in a lot of that stuff. It should the game you would hope if you're a Queensland fan should pan out a little bit easier for them, yes. But it might not. It might not. They might they might find injuries and, and things might happen during the game like they did in game one. So you you've just got to be prepared for all all scenarios. And look I think we do that too much for New South Wales. That's more more my point about our bench and I think we're over versatile rather than just picking the best team of players like you would if you're an NRL coach Origin I guess the stakes are high because you've only got the three games but you know, I, I get picking one player that's got some versatility and I think we, we do that by what we've done with Burton and White in game one and two anyway Yeah, that covers you from one to seven and then really you just need you need nine cover I would have just picked up off the bench in game one anyway that I wouldn't have had a 14 I wouldn't have had Cron I would have had Appy and then you know, a lock, someone that could play lock, and then two middles. That that would have been that would have done me. Yeah, oh, like I said, I'm with you. Yeah, I would have just said that, mate. You might not, you might not get on if the game goes well and and Cooks doing what he wants to do. You, you might sit here. Yeah, but that, that's me. I'm not saying I'm right. No, that's the way I look at it. Same as me with, uh, like I said, the, the Penrith set up and. You know, you had some people going, oh, we went to Penrith. I'm like, I don't think we committed to it at all. That, no, that, that didn't look no, like Penrith. Really it's, it's more just they look at how many Penrith players are in the team and just assume that you're playing that style. No, they weren't. New South Wales offensively were horrible in yardage in game one. Good ball, I guess they were okay. They could have been better. But what we did in yardage, if we, if we, if we try and do that again, then I, I'm going to turn it off. I'll be honest with you. I'll turn this game off if we just try and do the same. Same stuff with Daniel Artich in game one because it's gonna it's gonna make me pretty angry, mm. uh, and I was getting fairly angry in game one. We just played straight into their wrestle and drown and numbers in, and just made it easy for them. So 
Man of the match, I'm going to go Cleary um, to have a big game this time around. And for the players that are in there now, it's obviously enhance what he can do. So I'm going Cleary to get man of the match. Uh, oh, man. I'm going to go um, Tedesco. Teddy to have a big one? Teddy was unreal in game one. He was. New South Wales won game one. I think he probably gets man of the match. And first try scorer, I'm sticking with the left centre. I think Burton will crash over first. Rolls that are on offer. I, I don't think I'll go there. I'll go the centre again. But yeah, I just think I hate first try score bets. This shit. Those odds from bluebet.com.au uh, for Origin two at the moment. New South Wales a dollar seventy two. Queensland two dollars fifteen minus one and a half. The line one to twelve. New South Wales two eighty three forty. Queensland one to twelve. Thirteen plus. New South Wales is three forty five. Five dollars thirty. For Queensland, uh, the over/under is thirty-eight and a half. If it is the deck that we've seen the last few years, when they've been over there, when it's warm, it's low cut, it's fast. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's the deck. I think it's going to be whether Ashley Collins going to let it be WrestleMania again. Yeah, well, because that's not going to be conducive to over thirty-eight points. So no. Mm. See I think the deck, the deck will have a little bit to do with it. I don't think the deck was that bad in New South Wales. No. Uh, first Probably try. A lot of points there, really, first try of bluebet.com. No surprise again. Three of the wingers on ten dollars and Tuolagi eleven. Burton thirteen dollars. Crichton on the right centre fourteen dollars. Tedesco fourteen um, for the Queenslanders. Val, who scored plenty of first tries, is at fifteen. Gagai sixteen. Munster at twenty one is probably good value um, in terms of the back rows that you talked about. Martin twenty six. Capewell. 26, I think Felice would certainly be. I'd probably, if, you're gonna, if I was going to have a bet on the back rolls, I'd just back him to be any time. He'd probably get five bucks. Just, yeah, first try for us, good luck. Any time to good with those guys that are a bit of value, you'd probably get five dollars, I suppose. Mm. And then your man of the match, as I said before, Cleary is the favourite at 550. Tedesco and Munster, seven dollars. Cherry is at eight. Yo, nine. Uh, Ponger at 13, Arpy 15, Harry 15, uh, Luai 19, Hunt 23. I, I think the, the market's obviously right there at the top end. I don't see too many on the back side of that. If somebody like a Carrigan had as good a game as what he did you know, this time around and it was more ugly and didn't have a Munster stand out, you could probably find some value from a long minute forward, but... Given uh, what we're probably looking at, like I said, one of those halves again or a spine player like a Tedesco, Munster, etc., that, that's probably where you're going to be finding your man of the match. Uh, but that offer again from Bluebet, I think, is a cracker and I'll be having a go at is $5 for Nathan Cleary or Munster to win man of the match. Terms and conditions apply, excludes South Australian residents. Gamble responsibly. Uh, rep games this weekend, there's plenty. Tomorrow night is the 19s women's and men's. There's the women's origin. As well, um, I had a look at those lineups before. I saw a little bit more of the NRLW this year. Looks like a very even game, to be honest. Probably a little bit of favour for Queensland and the spine with Brigginshaw and Brittany Braley. Um, I think the forward pack on the New South Wales side of things probably got a little bit of an upside with Apps and Millie Boyle and Samantha Torfer, etc. The gun centres, everyone probably knows with the women's Sergis and Kelly. Um, but, yeah, you look on the other side with Upton, the bench hooker, Lauren Brown, who was outstanding for the Broncos. I think slightly probably leaning towards New South Wales, but that that game gets better every year. Yeah, I haven't really had a look at it. I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of the NRLW that closely. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't really know. I just, yeah, I know we've got a lot of the – we've got a few of the – Mounties girls are in the New South Wales side, so I'll be pulled for the New South Wales. But in terms of yeah, yeah knowing every player across both teams, I, 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 I'm not familiar enough with it. So, mm. um, I certainly don't yeah, watch every game, but I watch. Players. Yeah, watch enough to know a little bit about it. But yeah, I think they've definitely got some advantage. The Queenslanders probably in their halves and spine. Not saying ours isn't 
good. Um, but yeah, in terms of outside backs, forward pack, there's probably a little bit of an edge on that side. So especially their two veterans, Brigginshaw and Braley, if uh, they can steer the ship and then bring on Lauren Brown to make an impact with the middle, that should be a really good game of football. Tonegato, Emma Tonegato, the fullback, who's now in uh, over Bo Vetti Welsh, who did a knee, was outstanding for the Dragons this year, and there's plenty of roosters from the winning side in. So I um, think maybe just New South Wales, but it wouldn't surprise me if Queensland won that one. Similar odds to the men's, $1.74 for the New South Wales women, two ten. Um, for the Queensland women, and that one should be interesting. I don't think there's a market from what I've seen for that 19s game, but I don't know if you've seen the lineups. This sort of stuff gets me excited. I'm really looking forward to the other 19s game. No, I haven't, I haven't had a look at lineups. Well, fill me in. Alamotti, the young gun from the Doggies. He's in the centres with Brad Morkos, who was a former Dragon. who's moved to the Raiders on a three-year deal. Um, very good player. Jack Bostock signed with Redcliffe. He's a Steelers SG player. Um, Callow Callow, the fullback from South, did an NRL preseason. There's big raps on him. Another half from your mob, Tommy Weaver, was the Australian schoolboy, just like Sexton. Another one pushing through, the half peasant from the Storm. Um, but the name that really... I'm happy to see is Justin Matamura, a young man that we had a lot to do with at the Tigers. He is playing in the front row for New South Wales. Front row is a bit strange. He's still very mobile, but yeah, maybe, I don't know. Um, Brandon Tumith. Big fan of Tyler Moriarty too for the Roosters. I remember saying to a few recruitment people, I won't say um, from what clubs, but... You know, a few clubs I've been at, I was saying he's going to be a good footballer and not many people wanted to listen to me, but he's, um, it's really, really good to see him coming through the grades. Still at the Roosters? Yeah, he was at the Central Coast Roosters originally. I yeah, sure. I remember, well, now I remember who you're talking about. Um, just a, a very, very talented number nine and I'm super excited that he's, he's going good. Mm. Because, um, uh, again, he's just one of those ones that you look at and you go, I really hope that someone sees in you, you know, what I what I think I can see. So that's not to say he's going to go, you know, go on and play NRL or play the state of origin. But, yeah, he's, he's certainly making a fist of it, which is really nice to see. Oh, I Brandon Zumuth is another guy who I had a little bit to do with in the system at the West Tigers, along with Justin. So... Jonah Pezzett coached against him a lot. He was uh, an absolute nightmare to coach against. So, Trey Mooney, another one who we've coached against. Great player. Yeah. Fainu as well. Yeah, there's a lot of Alamotti. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, the yeah, exciting. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, I'm, I've got the list up there now, yeah. Yeah, lots of good players and all in NRL system. Some playing, some will play before the season's out. There's a couple, obviously, that won't, but. That this sort of these sort of games when you get to this age group, these are guys that you got to keep your eyes on. Um, I'm excited also. On the flip side of that for Queensland, Jack Howth is obviously the kid that Melbourne invested in a five year deal, so he's more than likely one of the back row replacements moving forward. Um, their number nine, you say you're excited about Moriarty. This is the kid's name who I forgot the other week when I was telling all the Brisbane fans that your solution at nine they think is internal, and it's the kid Blake Moser. He's apparently an absolute weapon. He's already doing NRL training. He's dominated all the lower grades and junior grades. He is their future at number nine. And if he turns out to be anything like what they're talking about, they're going to be very well set in that position for years to come. Xavier Va'a, I'm pretty sure the Broncos would be disappointed. I think they lost him and his twin brother. Maybe the Roosters picked up both of them. Um, He's the captain. Duffy the seven was the man I was talking about only a week or two ago about Phil Gould when he went on his exploration trip to Queensland to try and find some guys to put on development deals or get in their NRL squad for the next few years. He's apparently going to be signing with the Dogs for three years and they're looking at him as their long-term halfback. So he's one, if you're a Doggies fan, to keep your eyes on. Fafita's cousin in the centre is supposed to be a powerhouse. He's obviously contracted to the Titans and the fullback, Isaiah Oongi. I don't know if that's been pronounced correctly. He's in the Penrith system. I haven't seen him, but... Um, if you get named in this sort of game, he's clearly doing something right. So, 
plenty of exciting names and plenty of faces to look out for that one. So that's on free to air tomorrow night, which I think is outstanding. Um, all these yeah, games. Going back to the girls, I'm just having a look at the girls just now. Keely, Keely Davis is playing nine. She's a Mountie. Simone Matafa. Keely Davis is, yeah, quality, quality player. Mm. And that's what I'll get at, opposite end of the spectrum mm. in terms of age and experience with someone like Brittany Braley, who obviously I think she won the inaugural Daly M for the women. Um, but yeah, very veteran spine up against a pretty young spine for New South Wales. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I'm going to have a look at it now. Queenslander, Brigginshaw's, she's been there for a while. Yeah, her and Braley are, like I said, the two but yeah, the, rest, the rest of them, um, yeah, I'm a little bit. Uh, like, yeah, as I said, I'm not super up to speed on, on all the girls, but yeah, seems like a lot of a lot of the same names that have been in and around these games for the last few years, which is good. Mm. Um, our, our mate at Mounties, Paul Bent, his daughter, Shaylee Bent's playing, so yeah, um, yeah, I hope she goes well. Good back row. I'd the players win. 100%. Um, and the first. International. Just, I reckon she's the angriest, angriest player in, in rugby league at times. Good. Gosh, she plays physical and aggressive. I love it. Yeah, she's a good player. But uh, one, the one I'm really looking forward to out of all the internationals, I'm sure everyone is, New Zealand up against Tonga. Um, the return of football to New Zealand. I, I couldn't think of a better game to kick things back off. Oh, it's going to be unreal. This is going to be out of control. The team that was named, very strong, Joseph Manu. At fullback, you've got Brown and Jerome Hughes in the halves, and Brandon Smith always plays well when he puts that jersey on. It's, it's one of the best spines they've had in a long time. The forward pack is stacked. Like the Bromwich brothers, Papali, Fish, Tarpany, the form he's in, and then on the bench they get to bring on Laota, Asafa Solomona. He's got Nakora. Foran being the 14 surprised me. Like I'm not saying he's not in good form, but I probably would have gone with Martin just because Martin can play halves, fullback, and probably nine if you needed him to. Um, and probably the only other one, I thought they'll light on the outside backs. He's decided to go with Niakora in the centre, so clearly wants to be physical. But, you know, Rapana always plays well in a Kiwi jersey. Hiku's been in good form. Mulitalo um, obviously got knocked back from his attempt to play for Queensland, but now playing for New Zealand. I, I, I thought of sort Maguire... Might have stuck with Dallin just because he'd named him captain only a couple of years ago, but he's opted to go with Nia Corey. But on the other side, like Tonga, very exciting as well. Like the back line of Kula, Tuipulotu, Penasini, Suli, Katoa, um, the forward pack as well, loaded. Like Fanua Blake, Toki, Satili, Kloa Matangi, Taumalola, then off the bench to have Ola Kawatu, Fotuaka, Totola. Two different nines in Harvili and Luke. You got Harvili who'll start physical, then Luke will come on and probe. But the, the, the big difference here, and the reason why I think New Zealand will win, is the halves. I, I really like a Monet, but between him and Stags, I don't see someone there who's going to have enough control. Um, the kicking game and probably just the, the general game smarts in their spine as compared to Jerome Hughes, Brown, um, and what's on the New Zealand side of things. Yeah, I think they're pretty ma- well matched in all areas, but yeah, I think the the key difference is definitely the spine. Um, the spine certainly seems to be, you know, a, a bit of an upside for them at this point in time. So see how that works out. But the odds with that one with bluebet.com.au, New Zealand, a dollar thirty, Tonga three fifty five. So a bit of value there if you like Tonga, and they get nine and a half start. Um, Samoa versus the Cook Islands. You obviously got to see. The Samoan side tonight, it's uh, a pretty good squad and will only be stronger for the World Cups once some of those origin players come back. But no surprise, strong influence from the Penrith players. Tago, May, Staines all in the back line. Um, there's going to be, like you said, more coming. There's some informed forwards. Aloe has been playing good. Schuster is obviously uh, on the return and will looking be looking to have a strong game. And then on the bench, you got Afoa, Lang you coming on, they've got lots of leg speed, so it's it's a pretty strong side. Yeah, strong tonight. Um Stains impressed me. Stains impressed me at fullback. Uh, he's just fast and he was swinging from one side of the ruck to the other, which was gonna 
you know, makes them hard to defend because he can he can get your defensive line set and then he can move to the other side of the ruck and sort of play with your numbers, which makes things makes things difficult. So, look, I expect them to beat the Cook Islands quite comfortably, to be honest. Yeah. That would be that would be my inclination. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, plenty, plenty of experienced coaches, plenty of experienced players, and it's just a, just a good good week for those boys to connect with their culture and you know, play play some footy in it. Mm. Harris Devita. Probably good for him to get away from, um, just get away from their NRL club for a little bit as well. I think that's probably a little bit underrated or understated in this rep round weekend. Just having that break and getting into a different environment, I think freshens everyone up. But um, yeah, Tavita Harris was he was good or Harris Devita, whatever. We always get it wrong. Is Harris Devita. Harris Devita. Yeah, he, his kicking game really impressed me tonight, particularly. His, his short kicking game and just how far, like how fast he is. Yeah. Uh, I was sort of standing just behind the defensive line, so you get a real good look at how they play and just the difference between New South Wales Cup and NRL. Yeah, just just in just in speed, uh, agility, and and just your fundamental catch pass is just that little bit better. Um. Yeah, and their kicking game is just polished so they, they were yeah they were, they were good we were good too actually our boys you know really impressed me they the small coaches said as much so um, yeah I think the cookies will have their, have their hands full but they just got big bodies Man, big bodies in the a, middle big mobile agile big bodies it's a loaded and team got, yeah and like big edges like just big guys come the world cup Last, good feet like just makes them they're going to be extremely hard to handle in the middle of the field mm. and there's some good players on the Cook Islanders in some of the other positions but they're again the spine is where it hurts so Kale Ira I think he's been playing well for Newtown and he's in the Mate, Sharks he, system he was he's the best player at Newtown at the moment. yeah he carved us up a few weeks ago we didn't carve us up he, well, he played well he played very bloody he's, well um, yeah he's been playing well for for weeks and weeks and weeks. So, in terms of their spine, he's there. But, like, Esau Masters at six. The half, Reese Joyce, I, I don't know a lot about. Or Aaron Troy, the nine. But when you don't have those key positions um, up against a team that's full of NRL players, they've, they've still got some NRL players of their own. They've got some guys that have been on the fringes. He's also named a fullback. He's been playing centre, so it's different. Yeah, well, he comes with the juniors playing fullback, so he's, he yeah, plays there. It's certainly a different engine. Yeah. His engine, his engine hasn't been... Perfect at centre, so yeah. that, that'll certainly test him. Uh, Anthony Gelling, he's a veteran, played at the Warriors, played a lot of Super League. Uh, Ruben and Vince Reddy, lots of New South Wales Cup um, at Mounties and you know Bulldogs and now at Newtown. You've got Zach, probably the two to look out for if you're a Brisbane fan. Again, you've got a small taste of Xavier Willison last year before he did his knee. He's back, he's playing prop. And Brennan Piakura, who's the young man they obviously forked out a squillion dollars for, who hasn't played much this year. He's playing in the back row along with a name that was from my sort of vintage, Pride Peterson Rabati, who was going to be a big thing coming through, sort of got off track a little bit. I think he's been in the Warriors system and the Broncos system recently, and a few veterans as well. Jeff Daniel is named in the 19, so not in the starting 17 for now, but along with himself, um, you know, Hisi Makatoa, who's obviously the late bloomer for Parramatta, Tinerara Rona, who played... You know, a, a bit of NRL and Steve Masters who played some games at South is in there as well, but same yeah, deal. Just, just been away from school since Monday, so he's yeah, he's in camp and yeah, it's, again he just likes likes doing it, likes getting away and likes playing. Whether he actually gets on the field or not will be a different different story, but I'm sure he, he won't mind. Yeah, well, particularly when they've got those younger guys there, it's just yeah about developing the culture and. Sure, that the team is good for for the future generation. Yeah, and the odds again reflect what we're thinking. They got some young young guys there on the peripheral, but certainly probably not the depth, the experience, or certainly the spine that Samoa have and Blue Bet have. Samoa at a dollar one. The cookies are sixteen dollars wow. minus thirty four and a half is the line. So um, yeah, they certainly have it to be a complete and utter mismatch. And the other game out there, that doubleheader. 
in Campbelltown is Papua New Guinea versus Fiji, which will be full of plenty of physicality. I have no doubt about that. And um, Alex Johnston playing at fullback. David Mead, who's the captain, announced this will be the last time he plays. He's not going to be going to the World Cup, but he's in the centres with Justin Olam. And then there's a couple of names that have been around for a while. Kyle Labert was in the North Queensland system. He's in the halves with Lockie Lamb. Um, Nixon Putt is a name from Queensland Cup, along with Jacob Ehrlich. There's a few guys there. and They've also got a lot of the guys that play for the Hunters and a few guys over who play in the local league. But you think, again, um, there's probably a little bit more class on the Fiji side of things. Sunir Taruva, for all the Panthers fans out there, a young man playing at fullback who has played some really good football. He's another one who's going to push through. Ravalawa, Valame, Wanga Blake, Mike Acebo, like their back five is stacked. Naguama, Kevin Naguama, captain in the six, along with Natu Massimo. And they're, again, they've got a couple of guys who have come over from their local league. The veteran, Ra, uh, Joseph Ratuvaka Saravalu. Young Penny, who plays for us at Mounties, he's, he's getting the start at nine. So he's got a good forward pack to work with there. He's got Tui Kamikamika, Kikiao, and, and they've pushed Tane Milne in the 13 to probably make up for, you know, a, a few of the guys they're missing there. But, yeah, it's a pretty good squad for the Fijians as well. Yeah, it is. I think Carla Miller's been named as well. Young bloke who's playing for us. He's in the 17, yep. He's just yeah. looks like he's squeaked his way in, so... They've obviously got some locals there and another veteran. What about Pio? Did Pio get in or not? It says Pio Secchi on the bench. That might that might be him, yeah. No, nah, I've just clicked. It says he's a centre from Fiji, so it's not Pio. Okay. So Soccer Balava, he's been, around, been in a couple of uh, systems. He's not in, but same deal for the World Cup. They'll have the ability to have the Sims brothers, Regan Campbell-Gillard, the Safidis, a couple of other guys from uh, over in the Super League, so... Um, I'm sure, again, they'll be in a strong position, but this side here, there'll be plenty of physicality, but I definitely think there's a lot of class on the Fiji side. And again, for Penrith fans, you've seen a lot of good players come through. Keep your eyes on Sunia Taruva. Yeah. Uh, mentioned him on the podcast a few times. Mm. The odds for this one. Still to, I think he's still to play first grade though, isn't he? Yeah, he's been named in the 18 a couple of times. Um, might get an opportunity in the next game after Origin, hopefully. But he's certainly been playing really, really well for their New South Wales Cup team at fullback. And he's played centre and wing, but mostly at fullback. Just a yeah, really good player and only 19 years old. But the odds for this one with bluebet.com.au, Fiji dollar twenty seven, Papua New Guinea a three eighty, ten and a half the start. So they think this one will obviously be uh, a bit closer. But yeah, there's the internationals over the weekend. The return of rugby league to New Zealand will be huge. Like I said, if you're desperate for some footy, there was a game tonight, I think, only on KO. you would be able to watch the replay and maybe Fox will replay it tomorrow. Lebanon are multiplayed. You've got the under-19s tomorrow night on free-to-air KO on Fox of the New South Wales men's and women's 19s. Lots of NRL talent there. Um, unfortunately, again, it's not broadcast and we don't see it at the same ground, but the ladies that play in uh, some of the Harvey Norman and Tasha Gale don't know a lot about the 19s girls, but I'm sure there's plenty of good names there that'll be pushing through and with the addition of four extra teams. Um, but yeah, overall, everything's leading to the big one, uh, which is Origin Game 2 on Sunday. Chance for Queensland to wrap up the series or for New South Wales to force the decider and head up to Queensland in a few weeks' time. Yeah. So... We'll see what happens. Yes, sir. All right. That wraps us up. Big thanks, everybody, again. Uh, the double up for this week. And then I guess we'll be back maybe Monday. Um, or actually, no, we can still do Tuesday because the round gets yeah, pushed back. Yeah, we'll be back Monday, buddy. We'll be back Tuesday. Yeah, it gets pushed back until Friday, I think, after Origin. There's no Thursday game, is there? Or there is Thursday. Well, I think that probably would be. It's a Sunday game. Uh, it's only after the Wednesday one that they push it back, I think, the extra day. Yeah. So we'll be back on Tuesday with a review, and obviously a preview of the NRL round ahead. But again, big thanks to bluebet.com.au. If you're going to have a bet with anyone, do it with them, the true blue bookie. And uh, our powerful sponsor, the Penrose Solar Centre. There is no one better let them help you tackle your electricity bills and get you over the trial on this season and save you thousands 
Call 1800 20 29 30 today or visit au. But for now, Boxhead, we get a game on Friday. Lots of international football to watch. Excited for all the games, but particular New Zealand kicking things off with Tonga. And then the big one on Sunday, beer pizza. Let's do it. Sounds good. Everybody there, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.